Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to be your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help you find and live your truest selves by connecting you with people that I believe live on their own terms. Each week, I sit down with guests that are all designed to show you that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, and it means something completely different to every single one of us. Scenes of Beauty is a relatively new platform, so I wanted to ask you all a little favour. My aim is to reach as many people as possible with my weekly episodes, and the only way that I can do that is with your help. So if you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, please hit the subscribe button, share with friends and follow me on Instagram. It really helps with growing the podcast, which in turn helps me to get bigger guests and share their stories even further. Sophie Habo, star of Made in Chelsea and now co-host of the Nearlyweds and Wednesdays We Drink Wine podcasts. With reality TV being bigger than it ever has been and us being so exposed to people's lives on social media, I wanted the chance to speak with Sophie about her life behind the scenes. To find out a little bit more about who she is and what life is really like when you're on a reality TV series that so many of us watch every single week. As well as chatting about being in the limelight, we talk at length about the importance of self-care and putting yourself and your body first. Sophie talks loads about routines and the rituals that she implements every day to make herself look and feel good. The reason I love Sophie and was so excited when she said yes to coming on the podcast is because she seems to have a way of just being herself and not hiding behind a persona, which I find quite refreshing. Sophie is someone that shares quite a lot about beauty, beauty products and skincare, so we dived right into Sophie's relationship with her skin and how it's adapted over time. Plus, she gives us some tips on her favourite products and how she's dealt with her hyperpigmentation over the years. Here's her version of beauty. I am so excited to share that this episode of the Scenes of Beauty podcast is sponsored by WeGlow. WeGlow is a fitness app at your fingertips. Its workouts and recipes are designed around your lifestyle and the app is all about building foundations that allow you to actually stick to your goals and enjoy achieving them. Did you know that 95% of New Year's resolutions are fitness related and only 9% of those people actually stick to the goals that they've set out to achieve? Sound familiar? I am a huge advocate of fitness and really do believe that movement plays a huge part in loving ourselves and building up our own confidence. I've been using the WeGlow app for the past year and it has completely changed my life and the relationship that I have with working out. The reason I love it so much is because it's adaptable based on your goals. There are options to take part in fitness challenges like their six-week restart challenge launching on the 9th of January. They also have a ton of other programs too or you can simply search their library of workouts to find something that's suitable to your mood on the day, which is how I tend to use it. My favourite programmes are always the full body ones. If you take working out a little more seriously, you can upload your photos to WeGlow, input your goals and track your workouts and calories, or you can use it a little more loosely as and when you work out or are in the need for some inspiration for a delicious recipe. WeGlow has given the Scenes of Beauty listeners an additional 20% off any of their subscription options when you sign up before the 28th of February using the code SCENES20. That's S-C-E-N-E-S 20. So simply head to their website at weglow.app, click subscribe and enter the code at checkout when you sign up for your new membership. 
Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ship now. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I know. It feels we're in your studio. I know. We had a bit of a mishap, everybody. I... I stood Chloe up, basically. <laughs> Sophie did stood me, stand me up, but we are, yeah, we are in your studio where you record Nearly Words, um, and we're here, so yeah, thank you for coming on, but um, yeah, just wanted to invite you on, really, because I think, you know, the podcast's growing and whatever, and the guests are getting bigger and bigger, and it's really exciting, but I think a lot of the time, especially when you're um being part of like a reality tv show or you've got a big Mm. presence on social media like we see the stuff that you want us to see but then I think it's quite interesting to like dig a bit deeper and ask questions and find out who you really are and a bit more about you and your journey and the realities of stuff so um yeah I think it's going to be a super interesting combo I can't wait (laughs) I'm like I'm here for it it's getting comfy let's have a therapy session yeah um so yeah so obviously kind of need no introduction but Kind of give us a bit more background on like what life was like before Made in Chelsea. So I um, graduated uni. I went to Newcastle Uni. My, yeah, I went to Newcastle Uni. I then went traveling. I always forget about that. It was, we meant to go for six months or something like four to six months and we cut it short because we really, let's just say, I don't think traveling was for us at that point (laughs) in our lives. We went to- Was it like hostel traveling? Hostel traveling straight off the back of uni. I still had a boyfriend, so no, we went on a break for when I went traveling. (laughs) And three girls, and we went to Central America and South America. And it was just quite overwhelming, quite intimidating. And Mm -hmm. like, first world problems, but we probably just weren't used to like hostels sleeping in a bedroom with like four other men, you know, and like three (laughs) other girls. And like, just so many scary things. And now I look back on it, I'm like, God, it's quite scary that we did that. Like three tiny little girls just going to (laughs) South America. Anyway, so we did that. I came back and I was sort of like, what am I doing? And people say it's sort of the lost years. I don't know whether you had that mm-hmm. or um, like sort of those years where you're just like, you graduate from uni or graduate from college or school or whatever. And you're just like, what the hell am I meant to do now? Yeah. You don't know what job you want to do. You don't know what path you want to do. You can't really get any jobs for mm-hmm. starters. So you're just sort of, you are, you're earning no money. I was living in London at the time with my dad. And I did a couple internships. I then worked for Annabelle's, you know, the private mm-hmm. members club. Yeah. I was a PA and I don't know how I got this role because I honestly <laughs> had no experience. And I was a PA or an EA for like the the people who were 
opening the new Annabelle's, Mm -hmm. which was quite interesting. And I could have sort of gone down that route. Like they offered me like a permanent role. But at the same time, my boyfriend at the time had just been asked to be on Made in Chelsea. And he obviously was like, well, I've got a girlfriend. They called me in. We then broke up. I ended up going on it. You didn't end up going (laughs) on it. I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) Um, And then then three years later or four years later I don't even know how long I was on it I I guess I was I was like 20 I just turned 24 Mm -hmm. and I left when I was 28 I Mm -hmm. think or 27 so three years seems like I was on it for a lifetime but it was actually only three years I bet it does though because a lot of your life is shared so that must be like drama in itself without actual life drama or drama of the show right totally and I think the nature of the beast with reality TV is like everyone goes on it for a reason. Like you mm-hmm. get an amazing sort of profile, you get a platform, you get to like, you do get a step up in that way that you're mm-hmm. allowed to like, you could get a following and whatever. And obviously you're subjected to hate or criticism, but you're also subjected to like more opportunities Opportunity, and yeah. doors opening and, you know, you can start your own brand or whatever, all these different things. But I think what people don't realize is obviously you're not really any benefit to a tv show or reality show unless you are bringing some form of drama yeah and to be in that space where you are constantly like god i just have to be having some form of drama in your life is quite negative it's quite like Mm. soul destroying in a way yeah i mean for me i actually didn't ever get to that stage because i literally just ended up having drama (laughs) thrust upon me without asking for it from boy troubles and girl troubles and whatever Mm -hmm. but you you are sort of and the atmosphere is very it's not I would hate to say the word inauthentic but you know everyone sort of knows what they're doing yeah so people are kind of going out of their way to seek issues yeah I mean you've got at the end of the which I didn't realize really until I left and that's kind of when when I did leave was Mm. when I sort of saw it without the rose tinted glasses on like people are getting storylines like you're yeah. wanting to film because that's your job and that's your airtime and that's how you're going to make money and all the rest mm-hmm. of it and what's the point in doing something if you're not going to do it to the best of your ability yeah sure but like you know people are seeking out storylines and it does become a bit toxic yeah yeah I can imagine just going back to the beginning of that like what was the process of getting on the show like so I guess you meet the producers do you meet the cast do you have to do do you have to do like any role play situation oh my god I think you're literally uh, you're in the dark like (laughs) no like now I remember like going on it and I can remember obviously then I was like you know quite I'd been on it for a while and there was new people coming on it and everyone sorts of get like hairs on the grapevine that someone new is coming on and everyone kind of finds out but for the person who's new coming on you really don't know anyone like I do you know any of the people in the show now no I mean when you go you well, you're meant to, up. like, you're meant to have, sort of have an intact, typically they're kind of like, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure how authentic the ends are. I, <laughs> I knew Frankie and we obviously yeah. then came on as, like, I came on as her friend. But you don't know anyone, I, I didn't know anyone else really. Mm-hmm. Did I? No, I didn't. So you're just thrown into this situation. It's so daunting. You don't know anyone. You're just meant to mm. make friends. But then obviously we have the away trips and... 
to be honest, you also, you almost feel like you're in this sort of bubble together and you're like, you become a family in a really weird, really dysfunctional way. (laughs) And then you have away trips and then everyone becomes so close. And like, you know, I, I made really good friends on there. Yeah. And then just like the reality of it, like how often do you film? Like what, what is that? Cause I guess it's it's almost like a love island but a real version of a love island because they all build relationships and they're friends and just like when you were saying like you're kind of in this clique of like this circle of weirdness that no one else is really experiencing yeah 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 I say yeah I think all reality tv is quite similar in that sense like you're all in this sort of bubble and it's like an unspoken word but you're all like Mm. living this kind of it is real but yeah 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 constructed reality in a sense I guess um I mean filming really varies I I filmed loads because I had boy issues which I was always crying on tv so (laughs) I was probably quite beneficial to them but then you know when Jamie left and I had a boyfriend who was off camera you know I didn't film as much and it just really varies on like your like how involved you are Yeah. yeah and what's going on in your life yeah um just like crying on camera and stuff what and and you spoke a little bit about like how exposed you are and to like to people having an insight and and a look into your reality like what is that like going from the girl who kind of worked in Annabelle's to then like everybody knowing your business really I really weirdly didn't was not phased by it and I really didn't like notice Mm. it was like such a gradual thing and I don't think you walk out it's not like love island like you're not going on one episode of main Chelsea and people are recognizing you down the street like it's just not like that and so I didn't really notice and like I said like the places where we filmed I went anyway the people who I was filming with I hung out with anyway so I lived in my own house I didn't really notice I guess there was like a one occasion I think where I got where there was like one fight I had mm-hmm. on camera. Not a fist fight, but a fist <laughs> verbal fight. And people were sort of like not so much Team Sophie. And I was a bit like, oh my God, this is horrible. But it's, they're so fickle, the fact. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And someone else fucks someone else over and then people are like more interested in that. So I never really was that phase. I mean, it's obviously not nice. I never watched it back ever Did after you? the first episode. I was like, I cannot watch it back ever again. Why? What? My voice, everything, the way I look. Like, so critical. I was like, oh my God, I'm giving myself the ick. Yeah. So I think that was the way I handled it. I just, outside, out of mind. Do you, like, look on the Daily Mail and stuff? Do you look at, I guess, like, people will message you about stuff, but do do you look in, like, the media? Oh, yeah, I do look at the Daily Mail. I probably shouldn't, but I love love the old Daily Mail. Um, Yeah, I I love social media, like, yeah, I yeah, think, you know, there's great benefits. I mean, I know there's loads of negatives to it, but well, I mean, I wish I didn't scroll so much, but I do. Yeah, I'm yeah. always on social media. But yeah, I try, I'm trying my New Year's resolution. And I keep saying I'm trying not to do New Year's resolutions, but I am trying to be more yeah. mindful of putting the phone away, especially yeah. in the evenings. I know, me too. Do you think it's hard though? Like, I've been trying to do, oh, there's a book called How to Break Up With Your Phone. I need to read it. It's fucking impossible. Like it's like <laughs> it's like day one, and it's a thirty day thing. So it's like day one, 
get an app and track how much you're using your phone and it tells you like how many times you pick it up how often you use it when you're walking like all of this stuff I have it in my pocket the entire time it's never not on me yeah I know it's like a heartbeat right so and then it's like this thing and I've I get to day two and I'm like fuck this I'm so dependent on anything like that though anything that's so restrictive or like scheduled I'm like oh can't do it it's like a diet it's like no I can't do it but I think like maybe just the evenings yeah because I just never watched TV. Like, I realised I've no, watched I all these films. Jamie was like, we've seen that. And I was like, <gasps> don't remember it. Because I've just been like double <laughs> screening the whole time. It's so stupid. Yeah, I know. It is so addictive. Um, you mentioned about like watching episodes back and like giving yourself the ick. Like, yeah. d- has building a platform or like being on TV or whatever, has that come with like insecurity or anything like that or like questioning yourself or because I think like as as women we do that anyway but then when your platform's amplified does are you aware that there's more eyes on you than than normal yeah do you know what I think as women a hundred percent I am but that goes through you know just it depends on the my mood like sometimes like you know if I'm exercising and I'm feeling great and I'm in a really positive mindset and I'm not you know I get anxiety quite badly sometimes Mm -hmm. and if I'm not feeling anxious and I really don't care and I'll like go weeks and weeks with no makeup and I just nothing phases Mm -hmm. me and then there'll be other times when I'm really like oh my god I look so awful and like they're seeing me and you know what is that it's awful isn't it it's awful I I'm telling you now there's mercury retrogators going on at the moment and I am feeling (laughs) bloody funky I'm like it's over on the 19th of January and I'm like get me to the 19th I don't understand much mercury (laughs) in retrograde I just I'm just like yeah it's an excuse I don't know what the fuck it is I don't fucking know (laughs) I think mercury goes around the sun one extra time or something uh-huh. the planets are like in orbit and everything's out of kill <laughs> and i'm using it as my excuse for how i'm feeling because i've crazy. been feeling or i've been having puppy blues yeah so I just got puppy. oh yeah but i don't laugh because people do say that's a real thing it's like it's like post what is the puppy blues li- there when you first get a puppy this is right. like a negative feeling that you get yeah so like is it postnatal? When you yeah, yeah, yeah. P- please, anyone listening, like, honestly, I know all the mothers out there and all the parents out there are going to be like, you don't you fucking talk when you <laughs> haven't had a child. But I think there's, like, a sense of restriction. You know, sleep deprivation. She's waking yeah. me up at, like, three. Now it's five. Yeah, because how long have you had it now? Three weeks. But, okay. my God, the first two weeks is, like, you can't... They can't walk for yeah, four yeah. weeks. So you're not really leaving the house. You can't really leave their side for the first... I mean, I've only... First time I've left her on her own is today mm-hmm. she's actually with my mom so she's not even got her <laughs> and I think it's just like you feel really restricted you're like whoa my life the house is a tip like I'm I'm such a routine girl like mm-hmm. I get up at seven I go I have to gym and you know I've not gym for four weeks like you just yeah tired all of that sort of thing I think it makes you feel a bit down I'm not sure so all out of funk all out of fun oh. also I've then got the wedding yeah which I will say in regards to your question I think that's one of the, this is one of the biggest times I've ever felt like having eyes on me. Mm. I'm like, if I was doing this wedding and obviously we do nearlyweds and I love it so much. We have such an amazing community and it's just like so great. And I love like people coming up to me and being like, oh my God, the wedding, I'm so excited for you or all the messages about the wedding. But I do feel for probably, this is probably the most time I've been like, God, lots of people are going to want to see the photos of me as a bride. And I'm like, ah, the being like the perfect bride that's quite a lot of pressure that is a lot of pressure how do you how do you deal with that like do you feel anxious about it already yeah 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 
it's like hit me it hit me over Christmas like it's this year but I'm just trying to I the more I speak to people the more you realize that you're fine like Mm -hmm. everyone does I think the easiest thing to do for me especially like with anything like anxiety is I just close off from people and Mm -hmm. I don't I just get in my own head, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. And the more you like just speak to people, you talk to them, you're like, oh my God, I feel so shit. Like I want to call the wedding off. Not because I don't love Jamie. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. get married, just me and him. And I was like, oh, I felt the same way. Or like, oh, it's, you know, it's the planning weddings, the worst thing in the world, worst thing in the world. And then you just, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I'm in my head. Yeah. It's like so normal to feel this way. Yeah, it is normal. But I guess it is the added pressure of... Pe- like people do have a look into your life so it's like I guess what you said like putting perspective on that and yeah just getting on with it just getting on with it like that's you know that's what what the situation is yeah and like don't care like you've it's easy said than done but everyone's like just focus on you especially like with the wedding and I'm yeah. like but the wedding isn't for me like the party yeah. is for all the guests yeah. so why would I be focusing on me but I think in life you do just really have to take a step back and really just think I'm the only one. Like you've got to be selfish in some ways. And I think like we live in a time now where everyone has such big fat opinions about everything. Like such big fat opinions. (laughs) Shut up, everyone. Shut up with your big fat opinions. But (laughs) I think they do, but even like like the the pregnancy thing where you were in the paper and you were bloated. Oh my god. (laughs) And you're like what the fuck i honestly woke up with about 80 messages of people going oh, she's 100 percent and then they were tagging their friends in my photos going like <laughs> i told you she was pregnant and i was like sorry guys that's my <laughs> organ like it's probably my like womb you're looking at like what the fuck do you want me to have a like washboard abs <laughs> it's just crazy how do you deal with shit like that are you just do you just like laugh at- i mean that one was a bit that like made me laugh. I was that just was like, I've had it again. I went to, um, we went to Paris and we missed our flights. So we came back to the hotel and we were just sat in the hotel all day and I just was eating because I was just bored. And then I ordered like this huge chicken milanese and it was so filling and I was wearing this tight dress and I literally looked like I was two months pregnant. And the woman <laughs> said to me, she was like, oh, it's been so nice to have you here and we can't wait to see all three of you next time. And I was like, who the fuck? the third person then I looked (laughs) oh my god she thinks I'm literally about to pop a child out (laughs) and it's just my chicken (laughs) milanese at least you've been fed good (laughs) oh my Christ chicken milanese baby it's wild isn't it I think it's just like I think for most people it's such like a weird reality to have but it's interesting that you didn't I guess you're right like in the sense of made in Chelsea being like it's quite slow I guess because it's one episode a week and it's I guess is reality in a a sense you know yeah and I guess it doesn't have like a million for however 100 million viewers like Mm. Love Island Mm. does so it is sort of a slow burner and it it didn't feel like ah this is my new reality yeah um I think getting married is more stressful than that (laughs) how so I guess because of the pressure of people yeah I think there's just like there's so much pressure on a bride I think that you're like you literally have this pressure to be the perfect bride everyone's like so oh my god have you started like your wedding prep 
And I'm just like, well, how much fucking prep am I yeah. meant to be doing? Like, yeah. it's crazy. Although I am like, I really should be starting. Do you put that pressure on yourself though? Or do other people put it on you, do you think? I probably put it on myself. Mm. Like, you know, you could just look at it and be like, who cares? It's January. Like, <laughs> it's cold and rainy and miserable and I don't want to be getting up at 7am and going to the gym. Yeah. But I, I've always been a bit of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. But I've always, like, really cared. But I, I guess it's vanity. I have always, like, cared. Like, I've never been, like, someone who's like, oh, I'm just going to eat what the hell I want, never gym, and just yeah. roll with it. I've always tried to, like, care about, which is not necessarily a good thing. It's probably a bad thing. I wish I didn't care as much. I don't think that is a bad thing. I think more people need to give a shit about themselves and look after themselves. I just have this thing of, like, if you don't care about yourself, how can anyone else care about you I think it's like a self-respect thing yeah yeah but then there also has to be like you can't be so critical of yourself no like you looking after yourself and eating well and gymming and those sorts of things are like sort of just wellness but then there becomes a point when you can just be like so self-critical and I go through ways of being like that and then other times I'm like oh I don't care do you how so like self-critical how I just you know looking in the mirror and being like oh my eyebrows high (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I sound so vacuous and vain right now, but you know when you just like look at a video, like I do these podcasts all the time, so I look and I'm like, that's that's what I look like. But uh, like other times, I'm just like, oh my yeah. god, you're so stupid. And if I was your friend, I would disown you as a friend because you're being so vain right now. Yeah. Have you been through phases of like just like completely tearing yourself apart? Yeah, for sure. How do you like get over it? Like how? I just have to get him. I also like it's only ever when I'm not looking after myself. Mm-hmm. Like I just am yeah, like get in the God, gym, so like true, make yeah. yourself feel better. Stop eating like shit because I'm gonna feel shit if I eat shit and stop like you know going out all the time. That's yeah. you know I think for me it's like a real but like just having a balanced lifestyle. Like doing what like December I felt so crap because I just it was Christmas and I went out so much you know dinners every single night and I just that's not healthy on your body you're gonna feel shit yeah. mentally and physically yeah um so I'm trying to make a change today was my first day back in the gym how do you train do you do like pilates and I do pilates but- I do pilates and I do this crazy horrible machine called a versa climber and it's like oh yeah they don't look Fun. They're not fun. They are not fun. They're anything but fun. Is that like good. a whole class on the verticlimber? For 40 minutes. Well, it's about Shut 45 up, minutes. But yeah. Ooh, great. Yeah. yeah. It's not fun. Do you have any favorite workouts? I used to be really keen in the gym and then I moved city. I moved up to Manchester last year. And the whole year I've just been like, I can't be asked with this. But I always, I've always trained and like, I've always like ran or the gym or whatever. And now I just kind of do what my body feels like on the day. So I do train like four or five times a week, but I just well, go I mean, with the flow. You definitely do train then. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. But like, I just go with the flow and yeah, sometimes it's... I want to run, sometimes I want to stretch, sometimes I want to do Pilates and I yeah. just I go with like it. you've got to listen to your body. Really got to look. Oh, it sounds so spiritual, but you do. I think, do. I do think there's so much pressure on just lifestyle at the minute as well, isn't there? Of having this like perfected. Yes. Yeah. Like, no toxins. Like, everything's got to be like this. And then you find out that, like, oat milk, which you think you're being really healthy, is, like, giving you, like, a swollen brain. And you're like, what am I meant to be doing? Someone tell me the way. 
Yeah, I know. It's a lot, isn't it? It it's is a lot. lot. Um, we were talking about insecurities and then I think we changed the topic or we like digressed. But like you were saying about like insecurities and then feeling good. And then let's just pick that back up because I think we've been talking a lot about bodies on the podcast lately and a lot of I get a lot of questions about it because as women, like everyone every day feels a type of way about the body. Like you can literally wake up in the morning and feel great. And then by lunchtime, you're like, fuck this, I hate myself. Yeah. Like it literally happens. So like, how do you deal with that? And how do you become more confident in like who you are? And I, I'm asking, sorry, I'm asking because I think as someone who's got a platform, you are quite, or you seem quite comfortable to just show who you are like, and yeah. and and it's interesting because you said you're like quite a perfectionist, but a lot of your content isn't perfected and it's real and it's unedited and it's like you're just quite goofy on Instagram and stuff. And I think that's sorry, if that's like, <laughs> oh, but, that's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> but like no, sometimes you can be like, and you're just you, and it's actually quite nice to see because so many people do try and portray like a perfect version of of who they are and I think what you're what you do is you just try and show a real version of yourself which is quite fun subtle results still you but with fewer lines Botox Cosmetic Atabotulinum Toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines crow's feet and forehead lines look better in adults Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. I think that my version of like worrying about what I look like and like having a, you know, being a perfectionist is like all to do with myself. So it's like a it's like a perfectionist radar within my own mind. It's not really about what other people think. And like mm, I said, I do have days where I'm like, oh my God, I look really awful and everyone's seeing me right now. Like, you know, if you've just walked out the gym. But I don't, I do have a weird thing where I'm not that phased of what other people think about me. Mm. Have you always been like that? So, I mean, I don't know. I think so. Like I've never, because I think I've got quite a high sort of, like I, I don't think. <laughs> like I don't, I don't look at. Like I just think, if I think it's okay, then it surely is okay. No, I think 
What were you going to say? You have a high... I have, like, not a high standard because I will go on Instagram with spot cream all over my face and... Yeah, but I think... I don't think that's not a high standard. I think if you hold yourself in high regard, I don't think that's arrogant. I think that's self-confidence and I actually don't think there's anything wrong with that I think that's quite a strong mindset I mean, I'm not to have. sure how much I have self-confidence maybe <laughs> I do I think honestly for me it's all down to how much I'm looking after myself yeah so it really is down to like how much I'm sleeping like how much mm-hmm. I'm drinking how much just going getting out the house and I know it sounds like a broken record everyone says it self-love like look after yourself you're gonna feel mm-hmm. much better but if I'm not I can look exactly the same as I did yesterday but yesterday I didn't go to the gym and I ate shit. But I probably would look on the outside exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I would feel so crap. Whereas if I just look after myself and put what my body needs in my body and drank water and didn't burn myself out and didn't, you know, just went out in the fresh air, I'm going to feel much better. Mm-hmm. And that re- and, and a routine for me is so key. Yeah. Like I have to get up in the morning and do something. And yeah. that's what I've really noticed. Yeah, I hear that. Isn't it weird how, like, you were talking about, like, feeling a, like a type of way about your body there. Isn't it weird how you can literally feel completely different, like, yeah. from one day to the next? And you can look the same on the outside. Like, my friends exactly. will be like, so if I'll be like, I look disgusting today. And you really shouldn't. Or my therapist always yeah. says you should never talk to yourself like that. Mm-hmm. Although I do. Another <laughs> thing she told me to do was, like, print off a little photo of, like, mini you. Oh, so, like, yeah. a six-year-old you. Put it on your mirror and every time you saying something or thinking something critical just to be like oh my god I'm criticizing that little mm-hmm. six-year-old and then have hope... you done that no I no I haven't either but it just seems like a bit of effort but I, I just get a printer you know <laughs> <laughs> I might put a screensaver of myself as a child on my phone <laughs> yeah just yeah you probably look yeah. at it more right yeah um I think Kendall Jenner does that I saw on Instagram but like I'm just like does it work I don't really think about my younger self. I think, like, if I really feel, felt crap enough, I'd still be, like, to the four-year-old, oh, why have you made me do this, that, and the other? Like, I'd still be quite mean to her. But, you know, it's, it's like, practice. And I yeah, think all yeah. of these things are, like, I sound really spiritual and ridiculous right now. But it's, like, muscle memory. You have to, like, train your, your brain to think in that way. Yeah, definitely. So self-care is, like working out moving eating good 100 percent. like that is so key for me for, for me the biggest thing is exercise like the endorphins it gives me yeah that and i get self-care is looking after myself like some people really do like i've got friends who eat like honestly such crap mm-hmm. and they just sleep and they they feel great. They don't, nothing phases <laughs> them. They're like, I look fantastic. And they do look fantastic. They go out that night, they drink, they wake up the next morning, eat, sleep, repeat. They feel great, but that just doesn't work for me. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm like that. You said about leaving Made in Chelsea. I think you said you were away when you decided that you wanted to leave Made in Chelsea. Like, why did you feel that you wanted to like step away from the show? I think... I always only ever really wanted to do like three years because I think you can get really caught up in it. I don't think it's that great for mental health. Mm -hmm. Why so? I think you're just full of anxiety the whole time because you're just 
thrust into this world of drama and typically it's negative drama like unless mm. you're in a happy relationship and it's being filmed and the viewers really want to see you kissing and falling in love mm-hmm. you're then like having to have negative drama and that's just not healthy for anyone like who no. wants to be having a fight with somebody 24 7 like it's just or even hearing about it or being in that sort of energy yeah. space so i always sort of had that sense of like I can't I, you know I didn't want to do like 10 years on it and break up and get back together with mm. whoever um and also Jamie left you know it just felt like the right time to move on really yeah. my a lot of my friends had left I mean it's a whole it's a whole new cast really now yeah felt like I just it was my day time yeah. to leave and I think you were on it at a good time where like I it was one of the first reality tv shows wasn't it and it was kind of when reality hit and when it was wasn't oversaturated it was a really good time to be on it it was a great show I mean I'm sure it's I don't watch it now but I don't um yeah I mean it was really good and it was so fun I had like the best time on it but it was just time to yeah move on yeah from it it was an interesting show um let's talk about beauty a little bit because kind of the premise of the podcast started very heavily focused on beauty that's my background that's where my network was at and it's kind of growing into like this self-care self-confidence space with like beauty as a protagonist beauty is a part of everyone's world like but you do post a lot about it and I know you've talked about your skin and like having hyperpigmentation and just talk about beauty and like your perception of beauty and why you love beauty because I ask a lot of people this and everyone answers it in like a completely different way so I've always find it really interesting that is really interesting I definitely don't think beauty is what you are on the outside mm-hmm. I definitely think like the you know and it, that you need to remind yourself of because I definitely don't listen to that mm-hmm. set statement but it really is like who people are and like being kind to others and all of those sorts of things and just being like you're trying to find like your true align with your true like authentic self Mm -hmm. and not trying to be something you're not because I can always Mm -hmm. sense that and I'm a big person on like picking up on like people's vibes Mm -hmm. so if you've got a nice vibe I think you're gonna be beautiful on the outside as Mm -hmm. well as on the inside but in terms of like products beauty and things like that Again, I really am all about what what you put into what your body is what you mm-hmm. look like on the outside. So I do think, or you know, I eat all organic. I sound kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> I do try and eat all organic. I try and drink loads of water. I try and not have like any of those nasty things like aspartame or like sunflower mm-hmm. oil. Like I've read like Petronella. I've read like sort of loads of these, like the sort of the line between mental and physical beauty mm-hmm. and how they merge together that's mm-hmm. where my interest in beauty really lies mm-hmm. but then obviously I'm very into like gymming red saunas cryotherapy mm-hmm. all of that I think that really helps and that I haven't done for five weeks so I'm yeah. feeling like that's not helping with my um red light therapy I love treatments what is red light therapy is that like a facial so you can get like i've actually got the machine but you can just get facials you can go to like places and get in like it's almost like a sunbed and you get in there and it's just basically amazing for like antioxidants so it like de-stresses you it helps your skin regenerate it helps your Mm -hmm. like it's just incredible de-swelling lymphatic drainage de-stress 
recovery basically um i think that's amazing all of those sorts of like the new sort of evolved aspects like the new sort of evolved wellness area Mm -hmm. which then links to beauty is where i sort of am so into i love all of that sort of thing yeah that's interesting i do feel like because i'm guessing you've been into skincare and stuff for quite a long time oh like when did you start getting into it i started getting into skincare when i was so young like 16 which Mm. i think is quite young yeah 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 do you think I think probably when we were younger, it was, that young. was young. Now it's now not. like it, yeah, everyone's into skincare. They people know so much about it. But I know. Yeah, but I had my first hydrofacial when I was like sixteen, which I yeah. think no, like none of my friends had had a no, facial, no, no. and I just couldn't stand the sight of a blackhead. Like <laughs> I had like I I don't know that this is where the perfectionism lies. Like <laughs> when I was younger, I couldn't, and like no sixteen year old was really like looking at their notes, being like, oh my god, I've got a blackhead on there. Mm-hmm. I was like this is eating me alive just because i did you just like pick them are you but i couldn't even do that because i would hate them the scab and the spots yes yeah so i found a hydrofacial because my mom used to go to like a esthetician or whatever Mm -hmm. i started going there and then i got like really bad well i mean i can't really call it really bad but in my experience it was really bad spots and it all over my forehead and so i went on um a bargy cleanser down there which mm-hmm. is like quite a strong yeah yeah um sort of cleansing like beauty regime yeah and i was on that when i was 16 so even all the way through uni and then coming out of uni i then obviously went traveling my skin was really good throughout traveling because obviously i was just in the sun and drinking water but that then led to pigmentation mm-hmm. because i think i was away for three months and yeah. i don't know if people say it's genetics or hormonal my mom had it so melasma and then that really did knock my confidence i really didn't enjoy that i still battle with it now like i have to wear sun cream but i would say that's when i sort of really had to strip back all of the products and was Mm -hmm. i was just so vigilant with it i was like i have to be careful with my skin like your skin is so delicate Mm -hmm. and people just slap whatever you you know i used to slap all of those cleanser down products on which was probably so stripping and so like (laughs) You're not meant to go out in the sun yeah. with all of those products on. And I was just putting them on and then boom, I'd be out. In and the those scrubbing you literally, like you used to scrub your skin off, didn't you? Yeah. Do you remember St. Ives? <laughs> I would like scrub my skin off. And apparently that was like little shards of glass that would be cutting your skin. Yeah. I actually went to my friends the other day because I work in beauty and worked in skincare. Um, so a lot of my friends messaged me and say, is this good? Da, da, da. And I went to stay over for the weekend and she was like, oh, I just need to nip to Sainsbury's to get an apricot scrub. And I was like, come again? And she was <laughs> like, you know, they said, and I was like, no, no, no. your face is literally going to fall off. Like yeah. it's going to fall off. I would use that twice a day. Like I would, not, <gasps> there would not be a layer of my, I hated <laughs> like any, any like bump on my face was like death. So I would use St. Ives. Is that what it's called? Saint? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The apricot scrub. And I would <laughs> love it. I mean, I still am a bit partial to use it on my body because yes. it is, it is a good old, Mm. coarse exfoliator <laughs> gets rid of all of the stuff so yeah you were into skincare at 17 and then kind of gradually built up how have you because i guess you still suffer with, i don't know if hyperpigmentation ever fully goes because i've got it but mine's from sun damage as well but i know these treatments but how have you managed to get rid of some of it or treat some of it 
I um so I you obviously I've worked with Eucerin before and yeah, yeah. and I'm a massive fan. Like truly that was the first product that ever I ever saw a difference yeah. with. And I'm not working with them anymore, so it's not an mm. ad, guys. That's just my true opinion. And it is really affordable and it's all the rest of it. It then did get worse because I stopped using it. It was locked down. Yeah. And you know, you couldn't really go out and get products. Mm. And I was went away and it, I think just a combination of going away and being outside the whole time with no hat really exacerbated it. But I wear Fat 50 night and day. I wear about yeah, three layers. Too. So my primer is Fat 50. Mm-hmm. I then put sun cream on. I then put my foundation on or my mm-hmm. tinted moisturizer, which is also Fat 50. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm covered in Fat 50. And if it's sunny in the summer, I will wear a hat every everywhere I go and then take mm-hmm. it off when I'm like inside or in the shade. So it's really a bit of a ball ache. Um, but it's just something I've got to do. And yeah. I guess maybe in a couple of years, I'll be happy I did it because I may have hyperpigmentation, but hopefully I'll be less wrinkly. Because <laughs> <laughs> the face has been protected from the sun for quite some years now. The face is a treasure. I do think though, like, it's so nice when you've got glowy skin or like healthy skin. And I don't think it matters about your makeup or however your makeup goes on way nicer, doesn't it? When you've got nice oh skin. God, yeah. But like... It's just nice to look in pictures and be like, oh, my face actually looks nice. Or like look in the mirror and your skin actually looks healthy. Like, It makes such a difference. But yeah. again, I really noticed that that's when I've not been going out. That's when I've been drinking water. Like yeah. it's really what I put in my body that then come, shows on my skin. Because I can yeah. put makeup on and kind of look the same. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but then there's that different glow when you've like actually been being really healthy on the inside. Yeah. With the whole healthy thing, like, how do you find a balance of, like, because life isn't, like, you can't just be good all the time and eat good. Oh, and God, no. How do you, like, find a balance of normal? I think that you can't restrict. Mm-hmm. So, like, if people do, like, the whole, like, no carbs thing, you know, that that's firstly not healthy anyway. And it's it, fucking boring. <laughs> and it's just so fucking hard. Like, you're miserable. Like, I would have a headache. Yeah. So... For me, I like I love having like sourdough, avocado, mm-hmm. poached eggs, smoked salmon. Like that fills me up and that's healthy. And it's yeah. like, and also it's just about cutting things out. Like for me, I used to have so many sweeteners in just Diet Cokes. And I loved Robinson's fruit squash. I used to, I don't know if anyone's <laughs> listened to me, but I, I couldn't drink water without it. So taking things like that out, like they're toxins. So mm-hmm. get rid of those. And that's easily done. You're just drinking water and you're just not drinking like two dark coats a day because I'm a big sucker for anything to drink. <laughs> um, and like just doing things like that, all organic, I'm a massive advocate on that. Basically just organic whole foods and taking out the crap, like the toxins, mm-hmm. the things, like the fast food. But obviously at the weekends, when I go out, I have a no rule policy. Like I'll eat mm. and drink whatever I want. Yeah. I do think we've got to a point where people are so strict on themselves and like, just live a little like it's okay yeah, just I used to try and like literally write a diary of like what I would do every day on like a Sunday night I'd be like right Monday's good day Tuesday's good day Wednesday might go out for a drink but then Thursday like got to be good because I went out on Wednesday and I'm like what the fuck like wow this yeah. is not normal like you can't yeah. I was just miserable for ages like you just can't do that you know that's so that's a lot of pressure it's like, a lot isn't it and so many people use like get off the counting calorie apps like yeah, get yeah, off yeah. that it's bullshit and it's just misery like Mm -hmm. who wants to do that Mm -hmm. just try and find out what you like and don't restrict yourself like if you fancy 
you know, bowl of pasta, have a bowl of pasta, just yeah. get organic bowl of pasta and try and cook with whole food ingredients rather than like getting the takeaway, which has probably yeah. been made with like really shit oil or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's where I kind of sit though. Yeah, the organic thing. Have you watched that episode of the Kardashians where Courtney's like, Scat got food poisoning because he ate inorganic beef. <laughs> I just had a vision of you being like, Jamie. <laughs> I'm literally like that. I'm like, everything. I'm like, is this organic? My friend Melissa, who thought Pratt, everything in Pratt was organic. And I still don't think it is. And she always gets everything from there. Her pastas have us like big sandwich she's like oh yeah but it's organic so it's fine I'm like I'm sure it's not I think it's just organic coffee <laughs> but yeah we are a bit organic obsessed no I like it it's good but I do understand that organic by the way to listeners is more expensive so if you don't want to get organic and it's just not around you know you just can't find it in the store because sometimes it's sold out just wash your other fruit and veg mm-hmm. because they've just got loads of pesticides on them yeah I sound like a freak this is a really shit stupid question but is organic literally just the way it, the difference in how it's grown and stuff yeah okay. so just like no pesticides on it it was just grown organically so it's just clean it doesn't you're not gonna like scrape the apple with a knife and find like a layer of wax which you do on, <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. i do obviously eat non-organic stuff guys i just try <laughs> when i'm at home to be organic i've got it in my mind just toxin free i'm a bit of a toxin i don't like toxins but then i drink notes so where is all this come from like where i read um a book. <laughs> here we go i've read many a book many a health book i read a book by davina taylor um mm. i cannot remember how not to die i think it's called oh, okay and she's basically saying that it's not about like the no fat low calorie it's like absolute bullshit it's just about the toxins that we're like the low fat yogurt is full of crap whereas mm-hmm. the full fat yogurt's yeah, probably yeah. full of such good nutrients yeah so it's basically about like don't count your calories, eat whatever you want, you know, just make sure it's whole foods. And she explains how bad toxins are for you. And ever since reading that, I'm like, oh my god, I'm really. I mean, I live in London, so I'm probably like full of toxins. Full of toxins. Oh, I remember when I first moved to London, and honestly, my chest was like, I can't breathe. I constantly have a like my nose is blocked, and it's. <laughs> I get the minute I get out of London I'm like I can breathe I just it does I'm like allergic to the pollution or something it's horrid yeah where did you grow up were you did you grow up in London grew up in London and Warwickshire so my mum lived in Warwickshire my dad lived in London thank you yeah um you grew up in Manchester no I grew up in Yorkshire just outside of Leeds oh yeah and then I moved to London when I was 2017 I lived here for five years and then I went back so yeah and you, but you went back to, but you're in Manchester now. I'm in Manchester, yeah. So Manchester's like an hour away from where I'm from. So it's Fine. Far. And it's just because you wanted to live in like another city. Yeah. I'll probably come back down next year to be fair, but yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about Nearlyweds. And then you also have Wednesdays We Drink Wine. Let's just talk about podcasting because it's my favorite thing. So you're just keen to like have a chat about how you started them, why you started them and... Yeah. So in case you guys didn't know, <laughs> I am marrying the podcast king. He is <laughs> obsessed with podcasting. So he was always like, why don't you do a podcast? Why don't you do a podcast? And I was like, about what? Like, about me? Like, there's so, and it's so, such an oversaturated, mm-hmm. like, field. Like, everyone's got a podcast. But it is so fun. 
Like it's, it's fun out there. It's so fun. You really are just like sitting chatting with a friend. Like there's no, and for someone who'd been on reality TV show and having no control of the edit and like no control of what gets said or like what subject we're talking about or like what we're doing today, it's really nice to sort of be in control of what I'm saying and what mm-hmm. gets put out there. Um, so that was like a big thing that I loved, but for ages I was like, what on earth would I ever do a podcast about and who would listen? And then we, I was away filming me and Chelsea actually at the time. And I was like, I think I've like done my stint a bit. I think it's time for me to leave. But I kind of like, what what am I going to do? And like, what, how will I spend my, and then we were, me, Melissa and I, my best friend, we were Mm -hmm. like, why don't you come over for wine on Wednesday and we'll decide, we'll, we'll talk it all through. And she came over for wine on Wednesday and then Jamie was listening to us and we just talk, talk and we FaceTime each other still about <laughs> 15 times a day. And he's just like, I just don't get how you guys talk so much. It's not normal. And then we were like, maybe we should do a podcast. And then we were like, let's do it drinking wine. Cause that's what, what do we do best? Yeah. Drink yeah. Wine together. <laughs> and then it became Wednesday. So we drink wine. That's Play so on, on Wednesdays. We went, wear pink yeah it was meant to be a bit but not that we're mean girls <laughs> no I love it and it's and it's fun oh my god I listened to the episode with the what is she called the tinder swindle girl <gasps> oh my god I was fascinated <laughs> she's a legend she's a effing magic she's, she's like she's so cool and like she's just like riding the wave <laughs> like why not take everything you can from that horrible disaster i know well i was listening to her and i was like kudos to you honey for making this <laughs> yeah she's like career. making the money back <laughs> she, to ruin it. like so it's on a 360 you. i know and then when she saw him again in tel aviv i know it's mad it's, Psycho. it's so crazy i saw him I saw someone that saw him and then I think I walked past him on the King's Road just after it all came out and I was like <gasps> psycho. Psycho. psycho so scary he's crazy but no it's fun and it's girly and it's it's just nice chatting and I love the dilemmas like they're fun aren't they yeah they're so fun they're so wild I can't believe people have drama people have drama people are like risky <laughs> like, I'm like I live quite a safe easy life maybe I should amp up the the drama in mine yeah, yeah and then nearly weds is obviously with jamie and nearly weds obviously with jamie which was honestly like a spare of the moment thought i mean maybe he thought more of it than me and he's very he's he like has a lot of conversations without me or they just go straight over my head i'm like listening <laughs> pretending to listen i'm just not but the next thing i know we were in the studio recording an episode and then the next thing we know we've got all these listeners and such an amazing fan group and we've now got a show and it's yeah so exciting no it's cool and then are you doing you're doing a live show aren't you in march doing a live show yeah so cool. um which i have no idea what it will be like <laughs> but hopefully it will be really fun it will be really fun it will be it's really a one night thing so it, cool. it won't be too exhausting because obviously we've got the wedding like literally the month our official weddings the month after so, so i'm like i can't really mm. there's a lot going on yeah how are you feeling about the wedding overwhelmed like there's no yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot to have like it's it's a lot of pressure is the mm-hmm. only word to describe it i don't think people will tell you how much a, yeah. a bullying is like anyone who was a bride and who loved planning it like kudos to you but i just i'm ready to be like to my wedding planning you just choose everything <laughs> honeymoon i'll turn up yeah i'm ready to be like scrap the wedding no, I'm but i'm like at the point where i'm like you can you can pick the flowers now 
I'm done. It'll be the best time there. I hope It'll so. Be... It's crazy. It's like over in a night. It's like this yeah. year you plan for and it's over by in 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. But I guess that's it. I've never been really, like, do you like having big birthdays? I've never really been one to have big no. parties about me. No. I like to celebrate stuff, but I don't want to be like, guys, let's all do this for my birthday. I'm like, oh, do you want to plan something for my birthday and I'll turn up? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like that. Like, no. I literally, I hate, like, all that. I don't know. So this is quite strange that I'm going to have all these eyes on me walking down the aisle. But I have to just keep being like, it's fine. Don't stress out about it. It's going to be great. It will be amazing. It will really be amazing. Um, Just to move on, are you, who are you away from the cameras and, like, the bits that people don't see about you? Like, I don't know. I get the sense from you that you're probably similar to on camera, but like, yeah, who is Sophie off of the camera? My God, I honestly am just the same. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really wish I, I really wish I wasn't as goofy as I am on camera, (laughs) as I am off. But I am, like, I really am not much different. I, I don't think I'm like as much, I like do, like I recharge by being on my own. So I do mm-hmm. need like a bit of alone time. Mm-hmm. So I'm very sociable. Like I love going out and seeing my friends. But I do love also just being like on my own. And when I mean on my own, like not Jamie. Like on my own. Watching yeah. my program. Like or in a bath. Like that's how I recharge. Yeah. So and I, I think that's so important as well, right? So important. People are different. Like people are extroverts and they recharge by being with people. And like mm-hmm. soaking energy off other people. Like I just recharge by being myself yeah um so final question i ask everyone on the show is what is your version of beauty my version of beauty is happiness on the inside oh that's so (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to cry is that like really (laughs) off the the scale of what you normally get no should i have said my red light facial (laughs) I no, think it no. is. Like I think it's kindness. Really nice. No, it That's is beautiful. It right? honestly really like honestly touched you, touched me. There you go. As a little no, word really of nice. kindness on a Friday for you. It is. Um, thank you. Thank and you. thank you for being open. And yeah, thank you for chatting. It was really interesting. Oh my god, thank you for having me. That's such a good time. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. 